Podcast City Network. Today's podcast episode is brought to you by Defense Soap. Defend what you have built. Used by all jiu-jitsu and MMA athletes to prevent skin infections. Save 15% with the code MarkTheSharkMMAShow. This episode is also brought to you by Audible. You will get a free audiobook when you sign up for a 30-day trial. This is Jim the Podcast Sherpa from Too Many Podcasts, and you've got a ringside seat to the Mark the Shark MMA show. Let's get ready to podcast! Hi everyone, I am your host, Mark the Shark Retorto, and welcome to the Mark the Shark MMA show, where every week we talk about the wonderful sport of MMA. To me, we will review the most recent and upcoming events in MMA news. In each episode, the format may be changed, but you will always be entertained. There will be special interviews with special guests, along with special insights on the sport from our guest hosts. Also, check out our Facebook page for news and updates on future episodes. Also, we appreciate donations from our listeners to keep our podcast up and running. You can make a donation by clicking on the Click the Support button found at anchor.fm slash Mark the Shark MMA Show. And that's Mark spelled with a C and not a K. We are also looking for guests who want to be on the show and sponsors who want to advertise their product and brand on the show. For more information, contact me on the Mark the Shark MMA Show Facebook page. Page. Also, for a plug-in, if you're looking for a good action, thriller, suspense novel, check out a book called The Cabal, The Saga Begins. You can find it on both Barnes & Noble and Amazon.com. It is available in paperback, Kindle, and audiobooks format on Amazon.com. and paperback version only on BarnesandNoble.com. And the hardcover version is only available at www.retortofamilybooks.com. For a good book for your kid to read, check out I Am a Survivor or Invisible Girl, written by a little 11-year-old girl by the name of Christina Retorta. She has her books in Kindle and audiobook format and paperback format on Amazon.com and paperback format on both Amazon.com and BarnesandNoble.com. And the hardcover version is only available at www.retortofamilybooks.com. Okay, everyone, keep on listening. We'll be back shortly after this break. All right, guys, we're back on the show, and today we got a special guest, Kasim, uh, MMA fighter Kasim Mach. How you doing today? I'm doing good, sir. I'm doing good. How you doing? Good, good, good. So where, where are you from? What state are you from? I'm in uh, California. I'm in this little town called Chino. Oh, yeah, that sounds familiar. That sounds very familiar. I've never been there, but it does sound familiar for some reason. So give us a little background on yourselves. Like, like, what was your first martial arts? Like, were you a traditional martial artist? Or did you get started, like, did you start out as a wrestler? Or were you a boxer? Like, how did you get involved in the martial arts? So it was actually while I was in the military. I was uh, down in Virginia, and we were, like, restricted to the barracks pretty much. And I met this one dude there, and he was like, oh, yeah, I trained this and that. And I was like, oh, I always wanted to train. So he actually had me doing a bunch of, like, line drills and stuff like that, like boxing-wise. So for, like, my first three months of training, it was all just, like, shadow boxing and footwork and line drills and stuff like that. 
And then I ended up going to Texas, and then that's when I got into uh, jiu-jitsu and Muay Thai, and then I later started boxing and stuff, and it's just continued since then. Oh, okay. So you you didn't have, like, a traditional, it's more of a... No, yeah. Well, your background is more with, like, uh, like, what I call more realistic combat yes, martial arts. So what, what uh, branch of the military were you in again? Was it the Army? I was, or Marine? I was in the Army, yes, sir. Oh, wow. How long were you in there for? Uh, just two years. Uh, I was just a diesel mechanic, so nothing special. Didn't do much. I was in Texas most of the time. Oh, okay. Well, that's still good. Yeah. So then, all right, so you're out of the military, and then, and then you started, like, you know, cross-training in various martial arts. Yes, and, sir. And then when did you start? You're, you're, you're still an amateur fighter or are you pro now? I'm an amateur fighter. I plan on uh, – I'm at – four fights right now and i plan on doing about 15 to 20 and then hopping pro oh wow that's a lot i actually know someone that kind of did that too now when when was your first fight was it like like a year or two ago or it was uh may 11th of this year oh oh wow so yeah I, I like to, i like to fight often like every uh month and a half to two months i like to fight Wow. And what organization do you do a lot of your fights with? Uh, I fight through CAMO, uh, California Amateur Mixed Martial Arts Organization. Um, but I'm not, like, team affiliated. Like, I train with uh, a team, but I do everything non-affiliated. Like, they don't rep me or anything like that. I like to Yeah, I think I saw, I saw, like, a YouTube video of you fighting where you guillotined the guy. Uh, oh yeah, that, that was a BuzzFeed video. Uh, like if, you, if you search your name, there's a YouTube video that comes up, like a couple of them. Yes, yeah, sir. That I think was, it was like a five-minute match. I think it was in the first round. You guillotined the guy. Pretty yeah, cool. it was the first 58 seconds. I got him on a guillotine. Yeah, that was pretty cool, actually. But what's really weird, though, is like, um, I guess like those websites like Tetology and Sure Dog, they don't really keep up up to date with i guess because you're still new and you're fighting yes. so often they don't i don't know if the, i don't know how that works if the fighters do it or they keep track like if there's an organization that keeps track of the fighters I, i'm not too familiar with that um is it do they do have the fighters do it keep it updated or or do they update it do you know i think i think they update it because i own the rights to my accounts on topology and sheer dog and stuff like that but yeah. I, I never update it like everything seems to update on its own it's just kind of laggy yeah because i know with um like we're grappling like the north american grappling association naga they have they, they keep track too and i but they don't up I, well they kind of update it like they, they know when you place and stuff but i noticed that's some of my stuff i actually had to update but, i mean that was like years ago so, wow, man, you're looking to do, like, do 20 fights before you turn pro. Now, wh why is that? Because I know some people do it after four fights. Um, I want to. So, I want money. Everybody wants money. But I don't want to be that one person that hops pro, and then it just goes downhill from there. Because, like, your pro record matters, in my opinion. But your amateur record, it's like, that's where you could learn from and, like, grow and you don't have to win every fight and then once you go pro people don't really like they don't say oh you're pro what's your amateur record it's more of like oh you're pro oh that's your record pro and the amateur record's not out there so i want to get out all my mistakes and um 
I don't know, cage anxiety and stuff like that out. Like my first fight, like I, I froze like crazy the first two rounds and I did good my last round. And then my last fight, even though I lost, like as soon as I got in, I wasn't nervous at all. Like I felt completely fine and comfortable. So for me, I want more fights for the experience in the growing in my skill level while performing in front of people and dealing with everything, not just, yeah. not just to that. Like performance anxiety is like a big thing. Like I had a little bit of that towards the end of my grappling career. The thing is, cause I got older <laughs> and I was like, Oh, maybe I should just like, like do what you're doing. Like do a tournament like every week or something like that. But like life kind of life kind of got in the way, but I, I can understand that. Because the more you do it, it's like like you never wrestled before. This is where I think wrestlers have – people always say that the wrestlers have the biggest advantage when it comes to uh, combat sports. And it's not so much to training. I think it's because they – when – as they're like in high school or even like around my time, I started five years old um, and throughout college, I think it's not just the training that they go through. And the fact that they train five days a week, like most other combat sports, unless you're pro, they don't. Like if you're doing like traditional martial arts, maybe you're an average guy and you do it twice a week. Even jiu-jitsu, like, you know, even if you do it five days a week, it's only like an hour and a half, right? Yeah. What I think prepares them the most is that they compete every weekend Mm -hmm. in in, in a tournament, like a round-robin type tournament. And so they're used to it. You know, like for you, you're not used to it. I mean, you're going to be used to it if you keep doing what you're doing. But exactly. And it's that, a big factor. Exactly. Yeah. And, and that's where my head's at. I feel like the more I do it, the more comfortable I feel. And then, like, I don't know, once I hit that comfortability and I just start winning and getting KOs and stuff, then I could work on, like, that flashy stuff. So then when I'm pro, I could win, put on a show, promote myself well, and then, you know, it, it just goes on from there. You know, because there's a lot more than just fighting. You know, if you – if you don't promote yourself well or anything like that, nobody's going to, you know, want to have you fight if you're not winning or you're not, you know, getting more fans in and getting more money for watching fights and stuff like that. Mm. Now you say you're not affiliated with anybody, but like, so how does that work when you go to the gyms? Do they not like, do they kind of get annoyed that like, I mean, you go to one specific gym or do you rotate gyms like every month? So they don't get mad at Um, you. I train at millennia MMA, but uh, I don't, I don't fight with them. They, they wanted me to not fight so often and wait longer. Cause when I first started fighting, I really wasn't ready. And I was okay. like, nah, screw that. I want to fight. Like, I feel like I need you to beat this like mental block of whatever it is. And I did, I did pass that mental block of whatever it was, but we just had different views. So I train with them. I, I get a uh, train with a lot of good pros and a lot of good amateurs, but I just don't fight through their team. I just show up to fights with my, uh, own corners and stuff like that yeah you ever hear of a fighter called jeremy horn uh it sounds familiar uh he's had over a hundred fights yeah yeah dude it's it's him dan severin and this other guy like dan severin i think like a 200 fights or 150 fights well anyway and he's got like uh 90 wins out of those 100 fights look uh google him he used to you know who matt hughes is right yeah, yeah. At Militich, that's the camp he came from. He was their jiu-jitsu guy. And he self-taught himself jiu-jitsu. Well, anyway, the reason why I bring him up, because in the back in his day, um, they didn't really have, like, like it's more organized now. Like, they got amateur, they got pro. Of course. 
they, he would just fight like every weekend. That was his training. That's why he has a hundred fights. So that was that like his, I mean, he trained during the week, but he said that that was his uh, training for him. He used to do a, I don't even think it's still around. It's a, it was an organization called uh, Hook, Hook and Shoot. And then they had a lot of like, a lot of famous people like from Shamrock's crew and a lot of guys from Militich camp used to go there. And he had a, like when, you, when you're done with his podcast, look him up, man. He's fought in the UFC. He fought Chuck Liddell for the bell. I mean, by that time, his career was over. He got knocked out. But actually, I think he fought the first time and he beat him. I think it was in UFC 19. To me, that was like my favorite card because that's when um, that's when MMA really changed. I think that was the one that Frank Shamrock beat Tito Ortiz. Anyway, so that was Chuck Liddell's, I think, first UFC fight. He lost and then he fought, like, I think, like 10 years later for the bell. And Chuck Liddell knocked him out. But at that time, Chuck Liddell wasn't experienced with grappling. So you're on this fight quest, huh? So, yes, sir. <laughs> so is it just with that one organization or you do all the shows, like King of Cage or anything like that? Um, so my first one was with this promotion called the USKO. And it was their first MMA event, which I really didn't care for. Um, the dude I fought came in overweight and they didn't tell me. They just pushed it aside. And then uh, one of my buddies, uh, saw it on some paper and took a picture of it and showed me and I was like, oh damn, that's screwed up. So I, ne I never took another fight with them. Uh, my second how much how much overweight was he? Because that happened to a friend of mine. Not, not much. In, like, he was like, only like I think he was like pounds over. pounds overweight. Yeesh. Yeah. So my that's guy they disqualified the guy so he won by default. I mean you could have fought him but 10, 15 pounds is a lot, man. Yeah. My uh my last fight the dude uh uh, we weighed in again before the fight, and uh, he was, I think, like 18.7 pounds heavier than me in my last fight. Wow. So that, that so in that first fight you had, did you win or did you lose with that one? Uh, my first fight where the dude was about 5 to 10 pounds heavier than me, uh, I lost by decision. Oh, wow. That's not bad. No, so, yeah, I, I don't. Or a lot now. Are a lot of these fights that you had are they like three five minute rounds or like how does that work? Uh, it's so in California as an amateur, your first three fights have to be three two minute rounds okay. um, with shin guards, but you can get clear to use no shin guards. So I've only worn shin guards once, and I always bother the promotion to like let us not use shin guards because it's like a fight. I mean, I don't think you should use shin guards for a live fight. And then my last fight, since it was my fourth one, I broke the three. Then it was three rounds of three minutes. And then okay. when you go pro, it's three rounds of five minutes. Okay, yeah, yeah. Because I know a pro is usually five minutes. But, yeah, yeah I had heard that they had some, like, they had some organizations around here. Like, my friend did one. And I mean, I thought it was weird. It was, like, three two-minute matches. I'm like, really? Because I thought that was odd because um, in a nine six minutes. Yeah, I mean, they broke them up. There were there, there were rounds with like a minute rest because like in the nineties when they had like amp like I used to go to a local high school and they would host like uh, they used to call them shoot fighting tournaments where you could I've heard just, of right? You heard of it? Yeah, yeah. Back in it would be a little. They had more rules like you couldn't close strike close fist unless you want to super fight. But those fights were like it would be one one round. Ten minutes long. That's crazy. Um, yeah, 
So when my friend did his, I don't know where he did it, but he did, um, yeah, it was three two-minute rounds. And then I had another friend that did MMA. It was weird. It was with Asylum Fight League. I don't know if they're still around. It was in Atlantic City, New Jersey. His were, I think they were like, I think they were two five-minute rounds or three five-minute rounds. I thought that was weird. I find that weird, like how different organizations got different rules. Now, do you have to pay them to go in there and register or no? Um, so you do uh, one payment yearly to register for your, like, fighter's license. Okay. And um, I think that is $70. And then you got to buy the card, which is $30. And then you got to get your blood work, which is, uh, I think I paid $78. So you got to do all that once a year, which ain't too bad, I mean. Okay. Now, do you train full time or do you work? I mean, like how, like, how do you uh, support yourself? Because I know those dues can't be cheap. Um, I actually, I, uh, when I got out of the military, I wasn't working. I just got out in February, and I wasn't working, and I kind of got lazy, and I was just training. But uh, I just started working again, so I'm working full-time, and I'm training about three to four hours a day. Oh, wow, like at night or in the morning? Yes, yeah, sir. I, I split it. I try and split it up. So I'll do like an hour, maybe two in the morning or two, three, four hours a night, all depends on how the day goes and how I'm feeling. But I try to do at least two hours a day, but I average like three to four. Wow. So are you having a fight this month no, in October or, or November? Or I got one November 9th coming up. And is that with that, that California camo? Yes, or sir. Different? Oh, wow. And in what weekly place do you fight at? Um, I'm all over the place right now. My first two fights were 145. Uh, my second two were 155. Uh, this upcoming one is uh, 155. And then um, I'm trying to get a fight with some dude that was talking mad trash uh, in December for a 185. So I'm a, I'm just, I'm all over the place right now. 185. Wow. So you walk normally walk around at 185, or you? Bigger? I walk, I walk around at about 170. Oh. While, while dieting. If I don't diet, I get around like 175. So I just eat more and healthy uh, and lift. So the guy that was talking trash, he's the 180-pounder? Yes, sir. Now, what, what kind of trash is he talking? Like, I mean, why would he even bother talking here in a different weight class? I, I don't even know, man. Pe people, uh, what's it called? Some, some people have to touch their balls to make sure they're still there. You know, they just got to test everybody if they feel threatened or someone gets, I don't know, more publicity than so everybody just wants to pick on everybody, you know? Is he talking trash on social media or like on Facebook and stuff or like? Uh, yeah, very little bit. He'll post stuff like on his story about, about fighting and stuff like that. And then, um, like, so a lot of it's just, like, direct messages and stuff. So today I was finally like, all right, dude, I'm going to get I'm gonna get us on a card for December. And he was like, all right, fine. And I was like, all right, cool. Sounds good. <laughs> I was like, I don't feel like talking to you no more. You just don't talk. Wow. Uh, now, how do you deal with fighting, like, every month or whatever? Like, isn't that, like, a big toll on your body or – uh, I've actually haven't been injured uh, that bad in any of my fights. Um, the worst thing that happened to me was I caught an elbow to a foot on a kick and my foot, my foot hurts and I'm going to get x-rays done after my December fight. And then I'm going to take like two to three months off and just let my body heal. 
Wow, that's crazy. But it comes with the, comes with the uh, line of work that you're in, right? Yes, sir. <laughs> wow. No, no, I do, I do it different. Not a lot of people, uh, not a lot of people agree with how I do it, but it's how I feel it works for me. So I'm just going with it right now. Yeah, hey, hey, you got to do what's good for you. You know what I mean? <laughs> so, I'm gonna ask you some trivia. Like, who who's your like favorite like MMA fighter? Oh, Conor McGregor, hands down. Oh uh, yeah, you like the trash talk of the Irish, huh? I do, I do. <laughs> he talks, dude. He's a funny dude, man. I, I I've men- I bring him up. Like he comes up on every. Almost every single episode of my podcast, whether it's something that he did in the news or I talk with like someone like a fighter like yourself and he just comes up and I, I, I just love his smash, his trash talk. Man. Like, I, I, lo- I love his style of fighting. I love the hands down. I love the arrogance that he has when he fights. But I mean, despite his last uh, fight in the Mayweather fight, like. He, he backs up like everything he says, you know, he goes in there and he does what he says he's going to do. And he, he's just, his movement so different than anybody's I've ever seen. And it, it's just so, it's such a beautiful uh, movement. The way he moves is just beautiful. Yeah. It's odd, right? Cause I don't know too much. I don't think he has a traditional martial arts background, but it, the stances he takes are more like a karate stance. Yeah, he does. Yeah. He actually does. Uh, I, I think it's pronounced uh, capoeira. Or capoeira? Uh, or, oh, we just um, capoeira. I didn't yeah, know, capoeira. Yeah. yeah, it's yeah the Brazilian uh, fight dancing. He does that, so I I try and incorporate a little bit of that in my training and stuff. And That's crazy. Like, yeah, when he does his spins and like uh, switches and stuff, a lot of that is uh, a lot of that is that. Now, do you think he's gonna come back this year or now into the UFC? I'd I'd like to see him come back this year, but. Uh, I don't know, like, when he did his apology about punching the dude in the bar, he was like, oh, I can't wait to come back. I'm all motivated and stuff. But he's getting, like, all these fight offers, and he's not taking any of them. So I, I think there will either be a surprise fight in December, but I think more realistically it will be, like, February of next year he'll come back. Yeah. I was kind of hoping for this year. Me too. Yeah. Me too. Now, do you think they're going to put him with a top five guy or a lower – like lower down the ranks. I think people, I think people want to see him fight Frankie Edgar just because uh, Edgar said he'd love to fight him for his kids, and McGregor seemed really cool about that. But since mm-hmm. they're both on the same page and nothing's happening, like I doubt that's going to happen. And he doesn't. It doesn't seem like he wants to fight Justin. So I think because uh, Dana White kind of you know loves Conor McGregor, I think he's going to end up either fighting like Diaz or. Khabib again, and I don't know. I, I, I think it's all up in there, but I think it'll be one of those two coming back. Yeah, that'd be interesting to see. Just because just the money intake. I mean, everybody would pay to see that. Everybody wants to see it. Whether he deserves it or not, people are going to pay money to see it. Yeah. Now, do you think he's ever going to go back to 145 again? Or is he going to stay at 155? Um... I hate cutting weight, so I want to. I couldn't imagine him wanting to go back, especially after fighting at one seventy and stuff, doing yeah. such a drastic weight cut after not doing it for a while. I, I couldn't. I couldn't see myself doing it, so I don't. I don't think he would. I think he'll stick around at one fifty five. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. I like to see him like fight like Ferguson. Oh yeah, me too. I think that'd be an awesome fight. No, Ganji. 
but yeah, they might, they might, they may have ideas. Now, while I got you on the phone, I mean, I know it's not, I mean, on the line here, I know it's a little bit ways off. Now, who do you think is going to win between Diaz and Masvidal? Diaz. Yeah. Diaz just like, like, he's just that OG gangster. Like, he's very good at martial arts, but when he gets in there, he's just a brawler. I, I don't see that in Masvidal. He, he's good at fighting and, and, and he's hardcore, but Diaz is a brawler. Like, he'll just get out there and just do his thing. Like, I mean, you see him, he's always bloody, but he's always swinging. So I, I think he's man, got it. He just doesn't give a shit. Masvidal's tough, man. He's been around for so long, man. You know? In his backyard brawls and his like Kimber Slice shit, you know, he's a tough Yeah. <laughs> he's a tough motherfucker. You know. Now, in terms of you, now when you go pro, are you do you think you're gonna like start out with like a, a low like what's you're in te- what state did you say you were in Texas? I'm in California, but I plan oh, on moving back, back to I plan on moving back to Texas with the gym I started with when I hot pro. I want to go pro with them because I, I really clicked with them and stuff like that. We had a good bond and they have really good training out there. So I want to go pro with them. And I see myself making a pro debut with like the LFA or something like that. Yeah, that's what I was going to ask you because I hear that's like the, uh, the, uh, like one, like it's a smaller show, but it's like a stepping stone. Yeah, I did. I, my last amateur fight was with them. I prelimed for them, uh, my last amateur fight. And, I got really good with a lot of the people there, so all I, all I got to do when I want to go pro is make a phone call, and I think they'd give it to me. Yeah. I think that's the one that uh, – who's that jiu-jitsu guy that just won Bellator? Oh, man, I can't think of the guy's name. A really good jiu-jitsu guy. Raphael. Oh, man. I can't remember. I can't believe it. I can't believe it's good. Lovato Jr. Yeah, yeah, I think that's it. I think that was his first um, title was with them. And then he went to Bellator, and then he won that belt. So, yeah. And then, uh, yeah, I've heard a lot of good things about that organization. Yeah, Legacy Fighting Championships, right? Yes, yes, sir. Yeah. Yeah, I think they had it. They were on Access TV, and they are looking for some other uh, – Actually, be talking about about that on one of my episodes too. We're switching yeah. over to a different um, media outlet, so that's pretty cool. Yeah, man. So you're gonna be keep fighting. So that means if you keep fighting once a month, and you take let's say you you're gonna fight in December, rest up to March. So you have four now. So you get like you'll have six fights in by December, let's say. Yeah, I love. Uh, start up in March, and you can get another six if you, nothing happens. So you can get another six in by December next year. So you'd be able to go pro in like another year. Yeah, that, that's yeah. the goal. Wow. Now, <clears throat> so then you go back to Texas. That's a pretty good plan, though. Here, Texas. Like, we're in Texas. Uh, it, it's in this uh, little town called uh, Colleen. It's really small, but it's about maybe an hour or so outside of Austin. And I, I know some good gyms out in Austin I could cross train at as well. Yeah, so I, I've been through a lot of gyms around there. It's a beautiful place to be at, in my opinion. 
Yeah, I've heard some good things about uh, Austin. Some good stuff. So you into the country music scene or not? I, I am. I do like it. I didn't at first, but when I got out there, it kind of stuck on me. So when I came back <laughs> to California, I've been listening to country, and everybody's like, what the hell is this shit? And I'm like, no, it's good, I swear. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. I'm not really uh, a big advocate of country music, but, yeah, I could see how, like, you're there because there's different types of country music, you know, mm -hmm. different groups and stuff, so you can, uh, you can relate to it. Now, do you guys do you have any sponsors now? Um, I uh, I rep. Uh, I got a tattoo brand that uh, sponsors me. Uh, they do like all my tattoos for damn near nothing, and then they help me out with some expenses. And then uh, I rep Fair Green CBD, and uh, they hook me up with all topicals and stuff, and all the CBD I need for training and stuff like that. Wow! So you you take a lot of the CBTs? I actually just put a little bit on my elbow now. I uh I do. I actually a lot of people recommend the oral thing where you like put the drops in your mouth. But um I actually I just do the topicals now. I, I feel like I don't need it. So I just do the topicals when uh my joints and stuff hurt or if I have really bad bruises or my shins are really bad, I'll uh, put the topical on. You ever use Tiger Bomb? I have. I have that stuff works good too. Now which do you think is better, C B D or the Tiger Bomb? Oof, for sponsorship purposes, I'm going to say CBT, <laughs> of course. <laughs> I don't blame you. I don't blame you, man. And I, you feel like, I, feel, I feel like they're different, though. I feel like Tiger Bomb, like, it burns more, and, like, you're just like, oh, yeah, it's working because you feel it. And I feel yeah. like CBD is more of a subtle, like, uh, in-depth, more, like, healing, like, more in the interior. And you kind of notice it later on instead of instantly. Yeah. I hear you. Now, did you take any other, like, supplements? Like, do you take a lot of aminos? Or? I actually really don't believe in supplements that much. Uh, the only things I really take, because I don't eat fruits and vegetables, I take a multivitamin, and I just started taking uh, flaxseed oil. So I really don't take much. You don't eat fruits and vegetables? No, I don't like it. I'm, like, a strict meat eater. I'll have, like, that's chicken me, rice, man. turkey eggs, like, every all meat. <laughs> Oh, yeah, that's me, man. I'm a meat and potatoes kind of guy. Yeah, yeah man, you're a pro, though. Don't make, your, don't make your weight cutting so much easier. <laughs> no, I only, cut, I only cut 10 pounds for 155 when I diet down. And then I drink water before weigh-ins and the night before, and I, I got all the weight cutting on point. Uh, when I went to 145, I was cutting 27 pounds for the fights. Now, for when you say we drink water, you're overloading the water, right? Yes, yes. I'm yeah, uh, doing man. a water like over like a few days before you drink like a, like a two gallons and then every day you cut down a little bit, right? And then I think the day the day of way you barely drink anything, right? So how you yeah. do it? I yeah, do uh I I start six days out. So uh, oh, day wow. six I'll six do days. Yeah. I'll do so day six I'll do three gallons, day five I'll do three gallons and then uh, another three and then I'll do two gallons, two gallons, one gallon, and then I'll cut it and then I'll sweat it all out. And then I'll overcut by two pounds. I always, I always overcut now uh, by like two pounds. And then I, I uh, drink two water bottles because it's two pounds. And then I wake up like a pound uh, under and then I drink another water bottle. It just like mentally helps me feel better. I don't know. I don't know if it's scientifically works or not, but it works for me. Yeah. You pee a lot though. Yeah, well, it's your it's your DHA levels. Uh, 
So when you drink all the water, your body thinks, oh, damn, this is so much water. I got to I got to piss all this shit out. So yeah. you start pissing a lot. And then when you cut it off, your body thinks it's going to get some. So it's still trying to drain it. So it drains it extra quick, but you don't replenish it until after weigh-ins, you know, and, and that's yeah. it's just tricking your body. Yeah, I've done that before. Like, I remember, like, uh, like I don't know what it was. I kept, like, stomach pain from it. Like, one of my cuts. I thought that was weird. But yeah, because uh, a friend of mine told me about that. You do Epsom salt a cut weight, too, or no? Epsom salt? Uh, my first one, I did the sauna. My second one, I did Epsom salt. And I actually had a, I had a little seizure the night of uh, my second fight, the one where I did the guillotine. And so I had to rehydrate for you know safety purposes and then the morning i tried to cut more weight and i was uh two pounds over for that buzzfeed fight but uh they cleared i was they told me how to lose it so i was like okay i'm gonna go to the sauna and then like as i was leaving they're like no no it's okay like you could just you could fight it that way and i was like okay cool that, that's fine but they didn't put that in the buzzfeed video they made me look all all bad and shit but oh well <laughs> <laughs> wow that's crazy now, do you have, like, T-shirts with your name on them or no? Uh, I had a couple, but I, I lost them at the gym. I I, be, I start training with my shirt on, and then, like, you know, it ends up off by the end of my training session, and then, like, half my clothes are gone, you know? Uh, <laughs> I, need a, I need to get another shipment. I've had a lot of people ask me for them lately, so I, I definitely need to purchase some more. Yeah, man, you got to, like, promote yourself, man. Get the T-shirts with your name on, some stickers, you know? That's a good idea. Yeah, man. If you can get a t-shirt company to sponsor you, that'd be really good because then you're gonna pay for it. Yeah, it would be. That'd be smart. Then yeah. I could just then they would hook it up, and then it promotes them and myself. Smart. Yeah, yeah, man. yeah. So if people had to get in touch with you. Like, how would they get in touch with you? Like, what, like, uh, I, I I use Instagram the most. Instagram or Facebook works. I don't use Twitter much, but Instagram or Facebook works the best. Okay, and then what? what is it just Casino Mach, or, or is it like some other name? Uh, my Instagram is Two Laxed Match. Uh, that's my that's my fighter name, Casein uh, Two Laxed Match. I always try and be relaxed and stuff. It's because my hands are down. Because I like that hands down style. So I always try and make them feel like whatever they're doing don't stress me out. Like fuck it, you know. <laughs> and then. Um, yeah, that's my Instagram, and then uh, my Facebook's just Case and Match. Wow, that's great, man. It's great. So if anybody wanted to get in touch with you, that's that's where you, that's where they got to go to get in touch with you. Yes, sir. You know, you know what you should also do is should get a, you should probably put up a website for yourself. You can do those for free nowadays, like Wix.com or something. I didn't even know that was a thing. I'll have to I'll have to look into that. Yeah, wix.com. I mean, you don't get all the bells and whistles, but you probably wouldn't need it, you know. It's free posting, get your stuff, get your, you know, unless you get it, unless you want a domain name, like, you know, your name.com or whatever, then you got to pay for that, but that shouldn't be that much, but like posting. Yeah, yeah, I'm going to look into that afterwards then. Yeah. I'm I'm putting putting thoughts in your head to help you promote yourself. Yeah, I appreciate that, man. You know, you know, I take all the advice, you know. I ain't going to learn with a full cup, you know? Exactly. Got to have that glass half full, you know? Well, what does Bruce Lee say? You got to empty the cup or something? Yeah. You got to empty it to fill it, I think. Or something, something like that, right? Yeah. Yeah. 
Like, he, what is he have like a bowl, a cup of water? He's like, this is what you know. This is what I'm going to teach you. He puts it in there. Close. We are philosophical tonight. Yeah. <laughs> it's crazy. Well, anyway, man, it was great having you on the show. And that's pretty much it. All right, everybody. That'd be great, man. I enjoyed it. Yep. We'll be back after the short break. All right, guys. This is Mark the Shark, and I got some great news. If you subscribe to my email list on my website, I will email you a promo code that will allow you to save 20% on any MMA gear or Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu gear put out by Hypnotic. All you have to do is go to www.marktheshark.mmashow.com and that is Mark with a C and not a K and subscribe to my email list. Go ahead and subscribe today. Are you a fan of the Mark the Shark MMA show? Are you looking for some swag? Check us out on the web at www.marktheshark.mmashow.com where we sell t-shirts, hoodies, crop tops, hats, beanie hats, anything you want. Check it out. Are you also looking to become a guest on the show and be interviewed by me, Mark the Shark Retorto? Well, go to the website and sign up as a guest. Are you looking to become a sponsor? Go to the website. Sign up. Take advantage of the wild range growth of the sport of MMA and be have your business and service advertised to millions of listeners that listen to this podcast every week worldwide from everywhere. Check it out. www.marktheshark.mmashow.com Hey fans, here at Podcast City Network, we have a lot of great shows on all of our great social media outlets, podcastcity.net. Facebook.com slash Podcast City Network. Hit that thumbs up. You can send a tweet to Podcast City Network on Twitter at Podcast City Net. Only on Podcast City Network. Hi, this is Mark the Shark Retorto. This is a message to all the parents out there. Are you looking for an inspirational book for your child to read? Well, check out a book written by a child, an 11-year-old little girl by the name of Christina Retorto. She has two books. One is called Invisible Girl, and one is called I Am a Survivor. Both inspirational books written by a child for a child. You can find them at Amazon.com and BarnesandNoble.com, as well as her website, www. RetortoFamilyBooks.com Again, that's R-I-T-O-R-T-L Hey, what's up, world? This is Will, and you are about to listen to the Mark the Shark MMA show. Enjoy the show. It's Angelica from A Little Bit of Everything with Me podcast, and you're listening to Mark the Shark MMA Show. Marcus Sander was a normal family man, 
till he was captured by the Nazis, imprisoned and tortured. His only means of survival was to become a vampire. Now his only fear is on how to keep his daughter safe, but not only from the Nazis, but from the creatures of the Dark World. Marcus the Vampire, the first book in the Dark World Chronicle series, now available at www.retortofamilybooks.com and on Amazon.com. Get it now. Hi everyone, this is Mark the Shark Retorto, sending a message to all the fans out there. If you enjoy this podcast, please help support it by making a small donation. It could be anywhere from a dollar, four ninety nine, or nine ninety nine. It could even be a monthly donation. Any amount is appreciated. To donate to this money to this podcast, go to www.marktheshark.mmshow.com. Again. That's www.markthesharkmmshow.com. This is a coupon queen pen from the CQP Moments podcast, and you're listening to Mark the Shark MMA Show. guys we're at the end of our show this is mark retorto i'm signing off and don't forget to follow us on our facebook page it's called the mark the shark mma show and it's mark with a c not a k and also feel free to leave us messages by using the anchor app and also don't forget if you look in a mood for a good action thriller book to buy my book called the cabal the saga begins it's available on amazon and barnesandnoble.com and if you need a good book for your kid Get the I Am Survivor book or Invisible Girl book written by my daughter, Christina Retorto, also available on Barnes & Noble and Amazon.com. All right, guys. I hope you enjoyed the show and continue to listen to our shows every week. Thank you.